I don't think I'm ready. Nobody's ever ready. Not for what we do. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Hi, kids. Space Ghost here. You're listening to Riley and Kimmy on the Riley and Kimmy Show. That's right, and we are with George Lowe today. We'll have details here momentarily. It's in Florida where we are. Right next to me is a person who's quite happy to be out and about. Kimmy, I got one name. Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. I have been accused of that, and the hero of this story is right next to me, and that is Kimmy. She is the worst person in the world. I've been with her for centuries. Things I've seen her do. Oh, I've seen many things, and I will share those stories at our table at Lake Collecticon today. In Mount Dora, Florida. Stop on by and I will share every single story. Hey, I have a few of my own. I doubt that. I really mm-hmm. do. I totally, it's, I, mine is a big stack, Gimme, and we'll just uh, choose one of the stories from that stack at mm-hmm. random. Yeah. That, that is what's going to happen. Possibility of, uh, you know, graphic novels in that stack right there. And we have some talented artists. They might have some work there for them, some storylines for upcoming comic books. Hmm. Come on by, artists. Stop on by the Riley and Kimmy Show table. We might have some uh, show material for you, or actually some story material for you for some upcoming comic books or graphic novels. That's at Lake Collected Con. Please stop by our booth. Big thank you going out to Greg, the show promoter, for inviting us to this fun nerd event. And it's going on today. You can meet and hear the voice of Space Ghost. That is George Lowe. He is there, and he'll be recording things and signing as well. Also... We will be part of a Batman panel, Kimmy, mm-hmm. about Bill Finger. Yeah. And Athena Finger, the granddaughter to Bill Finger, will be conducting this panel. We will be moderating it. She'll be uh, answering questions and, and giving us an insight to, well, Bill Finger and how for so many years he was an unknown unless you were really, really into comic books. He was an unknown to the masses and then things changed. Now you will see him credited with Bob Kane as the creators of Batman. And she talks about that and how it changed her life. Plus, Athena will be bringing some art with her as well. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing her work. She is a painter and beautiful work. That panel starts at about 1.30 today. Comic book artist Rob Hunter from D.C. and other work is in the house, too. Stop on by, commission a sketch from him, and check out the prints he has available. Tim Proctor from The Walking Dead. Roland Mann, former editor for Malibu and Marvel Comics, is in the house. He'll be talking about, well, the the, the years with Marvel and Malibu. He talks about comic books. As a matter of fact, he happens to be a a professor of comics, if you will. Mm -hmm. at Full Sail University. He talks about comic book writing. He is truly a historian, loves to talk about comic books and speculate what the future might be in store. You want to meet Roland, especially if you want to be a writer or you know somebody who does want to be a writer. Bring them out. That's happening today. Cosplay Parade. You heard right. Cosplay Parade will be happening. Costumers come all out. Test out your uh, Halloween costumes and things like that. This This is for all ages, all skill levels. It is something unique, and it is fun to see. Tons of collectibles, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. A lot of comic books, collectibles, 
You'd be able to stop by Pop Culture Playground and say hello to Tom Raup, who has brought a ton of comics. Silver Age, Bronze. Matter of fact, we have a video from a few days back where Tom talks about what he is bringing. And also swing by Carousel's Collectibles. That's Jim Care of Carousel's Collectibles. He has a wide range of very unique items. Hard to find items. That's all happening at Lake Collecticon today. It is an affordable show. Free parking. Something for the entire family, right? Yes, it is. Come on out and have fun with us. That's right. And and stop on by and say hello to the Riley and Kimmy show. We would love to talk to you. And definitely come out for the panel, which is happening at about 1.30. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And you can find the links we have to Lake Collecticon. Also, the oh, the videos we have, like, of Tom Raup and an artist who will be there. I forgot to mention. That is John Pinto. We have video from a few days ago where he talks about his appearance today at Lake Collecticon. You can see that on our website. Also, we have links to our social media pages, our archived episodes, and a contact page, event page, if you'd like us to be part of your event and to promote it. You can connect with us right there. Kimmy, where are all of those things found? What is our web address? RileyandKimmy.com RileyandKimmy.com The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? That is a big question. Does Kimmy want to play, well, nerd and pop culture trivia on this Sunday Funnies episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show? What's your answer, Kimmy? You want to go back in time? Oh, yeah. We have an adjusted timeline, meaning it's not necessarily running in chronological or linear order. Feel free to shout out answers, too, Kimmy. Help her get these uh, things right, she believes. In time trouble answers. And you can yell at whatever computing device you happen to have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. It could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can hear us anywhere on planet Earth. You can take us along any place. Tell your friends you found a place that offers a brand new show every single day. A talk show that revolves around the world of nostalgia and pop culture. Kimmy, the very first question we have is in the technical world, but it actually moved into the households of America and then the world. Happened on this date in history. The microwave oven is, well, given a patent. What decade did this happen? Was it the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, or 1970s? 1950s? It was the 1940s. It was 1945 when the microwave was patented. The microwave Mm. oven, it actually uh, has its roots tied to radar in an an accident when somebody who was a radar technician uh, cooked his food next to something that was set up one of a, a piece of uh, radar equipment and it, <laughs> it cooked quite well hmm. and that gave me the idea hey maybe we could use this kind of technology adapting it to make an oven there that's how it came to be that's why they were originally called radar ranges radar ah. yeah that's where it came from okay Yep, that's uh, see what you learn with the Riley and Kimmy yeah. show. You miss a little, you miss a lot. Kimmy was on this day in 1942. This comedy duo launched their weekly radio show, Tell Me Who It Is, with this Sunday Funnies flashback. Identify the comedy duo. Well, let's see. Now, we have on our team, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find and out, then, the guy's name. And then, uh-huh. That's what I want to find out, the guy's name. I'm telling you, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Now, Abby, you now, want to be the manager of the baseball team? Yes. You know the guy's names? Well, I should. Well, you tell me the guy's names on the baseball I team. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. You ain't saying nothing to me yet. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> 
I'm telling him. You said none yet. Go ahead and tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Who's on third? You know the guy's I'll... names on the baseball team? Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. Now, wait a minute. I'm, not I'm on... asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. <laughs> That's his name. You said that. I ain't asked you nothing. You did. You know the guy's name on first base? Sure. Well, tell me the guy's name on first base. Who? Jimmy, tell me who that is. Abbott and Costello. That's right, with the classic Who's On First. It was on this day, 1944. This radio program debuts on CBS Radio. It'll eventually go to television. Be a big show in the 1950s. One of the cast members, one of the child actors, would become a huge rock performer. Ricky Nelson would be uh, would be would become famous because of this TV show. His brother David was on the show as well. His parents were in the title. Kimmy, tell me the name of the TV or actually the radio show that debuted on this date and eventually become a TV show. The Ozzie and Harriet show. That's close enough. The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. The year is 1957. This person recorded this song. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Kimmy, tell me the name of the song. Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire. I let you love what I thought it was funny. You came along and you fooled me, honey. I've changed my mind. This world is Great Balls of Fire. And who had that as a hit? He recorded it on this date, 1957. It would become a hit. Who is that? Jerry Lee Lewis. That's correct. The year is 1980. This recording artist releases the album Dirty Mind, Kimmy couple of singles from it they didn't do that well first single hit number 101 on the u.s charts that's number 101 it would do better on the r&b charts and dance charts it would hit number five on those so you might know this one but the mainstream charts number 101 tell me the recording artist Kimmy, who is that? That sounds like Prince. It is. Now, the title track, Dirty Mind, did not chart on the mainstream, but it did hit on the R&B, but barely. It was number 65. Are you familiar with either one of those songs, Kimmy? No, I'm not. Moving ahead, this singer was given a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's 1987. Identify who he is from his, well, 1958 big hit. Kimmy, who is that? Chuck Berry. You know, it's amazing. That song was not a number one hit. It was number eight. Wow. On the Billboard Hot 100 and number two on R&B. 
celebrity and notable birthdays. This person, I'm kind of curious if Kimmy knows who it is. Uh, it was an entertainment reporter. Eh, you, you could call her a gossip columnist. She had all the juicy information of Hollywood. She was on television a lot in the 70s into the 1980s. Matter of fact, appeared on game shows, also talk shows, and entertainment kind of programs and news programs that wanted some kind of, you know, thing about what's going on in Hollywood. They would go to her. See if you can tell me who she is. Here's your audio clue, Kimmy. See if you can identify this voice, this person celebrating a birthday. She is 81. Good evening again, everyone. Last week, author Sidney Sheldon was my guest, and he launched an extensive attack on the motives and modus operandi of the Reverend Jerry Falwell and his increasingly controversial religious lobby called the Moral Majority. The outpouring of mail that resulted was so vociferous, we thought we would give some of you, the viewers, equal time. Obviously, more than a few of you were riled up by Sheldon's appearance. For one, there is James L. McLean of Northridge, California, who stated, Sidney Sheldon is so full of crap, I'm sorry you interviewed him. Why is it wrong for any group to urge its members to boycott certain shows or films? The Catholic Church has always done it. Jewish groups advocated boycotting a recent Vanessa Redgrave TV movie. McLean further states that Maybe he, Sheldon, is still angry because he had to censor Barbara Eden's navel years ago and I dream of Jeannie. I'm surprised he didn't complain about that, too. Who is that, Kimmy? Who who has that voice? Mm. Can you tell me her name? I think I can picture her. You remember her? Is it Joan something? No, it's not no. Joan. You give up? Rona Barrett. You, whoa, whoa. Whoa, so, it just popped whoa. in my head like that. Did somebody shout that out to you? Must have. Oh, that is excellent. So, you know, continue. Shout those answers to you, Thank Kimmy. Thank you. Yeah, yell at whatever computing device you have on It just literally my, popped wow. in my head. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever computing device you're listening to Riley and Kimmy's show, shout out the it's, answers. It's working. It, it could. And let's see how Kimmy does with this next clue. This person, an actor, Kimmy, known for a certain franchise... I'm going to play his voice from an Academy Awards appearance. He is not a winner or nominated. He's just speaking at an Academy Award ceremony. See if you can tell me his name. Um, this is my first time at the Academy Awards. I usually watch it on television. And for that reason, I've been asked to come out here and speak to my peers on behalf of the television audience. Um... <laughs> G'day, peers. Uh, this is, uh, of course, the big event of show business. And the atmosphere here is pure electricity. But as a television show, it does tend to go slightly off the boil. Um, particularly as we drift into the third and fourth hour. What can we do about it? Firstly, uh, winners, when you make your speech, it's a good tip to remember the three G's. Be gracious, be grateful, get off. Can you tell me his name, Kimmy? Yeah, he was in that um, that that Australian movie, the, the Australian cowboy guy. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? Uh, Can you do that? Ooh. Gosh. Well, here's a clue. <laughs> nice. Now, who yeah. is that? Now, what movie, at least? Can you Crocodile tell? Dundee. Yes, Crocodile Dundee. And who is he? I don't remember his name. Paul Hogan, having a birthday today. He is 78 years old. Mm. 
You ready to move a little further? Uh-huh. Identify this famous voice. Tell me how old he is. You have a plus or minus of five years. Here's your clue. You do not like green eggs and ham. <laughs> I do not like them. Sam, I am. Can you tell me who that is? Jesse Jackson. That's right. How old is Jesse Jackson today within five years? 72. He is 76. Next person, an author that you have met, Kimmy. You met this author. Hmm. You met this author at Spooky Empire a few years ago. Okay. And at that time, you had no clue who he was. Okay. He is the author of Goosebumps. Can you tell me who that is? Mm-mm. That's R.L. Stein having a birthday. He is 74. Yeah, Kimmy carried on a conversation. I had no clue who he was. Hmm. Mo- moving moving back to trivia, this person became known because of Saturday Night Live, then would go off with his own movie career. Tell me who this person is. Here's your audio clue. No. Any dessert topping will do, as far as I know. <laughs> well, a, a condiment. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Good evening. I'm God, and here's the news. <laughs> Let's take a look at the top story, shall we? Kimmy, who is that? Chevy Chase. And how old is Chevy Chase today within five years? 76. Chevy is 74. Next person, reality TV. She was one of the first to actually be part of that. From 1979 to 1984, she was a co-host of a TV show called Real People. Tell me who she is. Here's your audio clue. I had only done live television. And, uh, in fact, when we started Real People for the first two years, it was live. So now we're taping some and still doing a real beaut. I'll just go right ahead and tell you about myself. The last part of the, the show was... Uh, they had a little poem and they had written, we'll see it right here next week on NBC. That was the last line. <laughs> well, they came up and they said, we're short of time. All you got time to say is, we're short of time. Goodbye. See you next week right here on NBC. And I said, got it. Okay. The red light went on and I said, we'll be right back. Well, we're late. We're running out of time. See you next week on ABC. <gasps> NBC. <laughs> and then we were off the air. This is it. I will never work again. And right. I had to hide. Who is that, Kimmy? I don't know. Sarah Purcell. Do you remember her? No. You didn't watch Real People? Well, that's right. You were. T- what am I thinking here, looking at the dates that aired? 1979, 1984. It's impossible for Kimmy to have watched that. Next birthday person is an actress. We have her voice here. She's talking about, well, the movie franchise she is part of and the character she plays. Well, I think what attracted me to to, to this, uh, the second movie, Aliens, is the fact that she's not strong in the beginning. In a way, she's she's a character out of time, and she's, I think, um, battle-weary, and she's disillusioned, and she's burned out. And the fact that it's because, really, of a... Reluctantly, and against her better judgment, she's pulled back into a situation where she has to take over again. I, I could feel her mental exhaustion in a way. I could feel her forcing herself to do it. And it's really because of this little girl. Kimmy, who is that birthday person? Sigourney Weaver. Yes, and how old is she within five years? 76. Sigourney Weaver is 68 today. Next person, known for, well, best known for a certain TV show, a detective series. See if you can identify the TV show.
this show at all? No. It's a detective show. Does that help? In the 80s. Any clue to what that show is, Kimmy? No. Mm-mm. The show was on NBC. It was called Remington Steel. She played Laura Holt on the show. Can you tell me her name? No. That's Stephanie Zimbalist having a birthday today. She is 61. She's the daughter of Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., who did a lot of TV shows like 77 Sunset Strip. He also did the FBI and is known for us nerds who like the animated Batman series. He is the voice of Alfred Pennyworth. Hmm. Next individual, Kimmy, an actor who has been in a ton of things. Now, tell me how old he is once you identify who he is. We have a soundbite from a film he did in 2009 that was not a big success. But you did see it in the theater. See if you can tell me who he is. This movie dealt with corn, soybeans, and farming. Kind of a dark uh, comedy. It's tonally very interesting, and there's kind of a lot of pressure on Stephen to get the tone just right. Um, but part of it, a big part of it, is that we have, um, you know, at our core, um, a narrator who's unreliable, um, which I think is a really interesting thing that we haven't really seen before. Um, somebody who who tells you who, who tells you a lot of things and you start to realize you can't really trust what he's telling you um, but also w w the things that he tells you are kind of stream of consciousness um, kind of you know digressive thinking of, of uh, you know of, of a guy who, who kind of whose nickname was Corky because he bounced around all the time um, so the, the his interior monologue is, is, is digressive and kind of all over the place Kimmy can you identify the actor Matt Damon yes what movie is that from that he's talking about? Can you tell me the name of that movie? I can't think of the name of it. It's The Informant, which I recommend. Scott Bakula plays a minor role in it. It's actually my favorite movie that he has ever done, Matt Damon's. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. How old is Matt Damon today? Within five years. 43. He's 47 today. Next person's a singer. Tell me who it is once you identify this number one hit that he had in 2010. Tell me how old he is within five years. Here's your audio clue. When I see your face, there's not a thing that I would change. Cause you're amazing, just the way you are. Who is that, Kimmy? Bruno Mars. And how old is Bruno Mars today within five years? 31. You are very close, Kimmy. He is 32 today. Next person was a child actor, became famous on a certain TV sitcom, Kimmy. See if you can tell me his name, the actor's name. I will accept his first name. You just got to give me his first name because it's unique. And then tell me the TV show he became famous for. Here's your audio clue. Uncle Charlie, I had a weird dream. And it's getting weirder. <laughs> Dad, are you mom related? <laughs> well, if you marry your cousin, your kids will be stupid, right? Can you tell me, first of all, the TV show that he is famous for? No. Men, 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 men
Kimmy, can you tell me the TV show he is famous for? Two and a Half Men. Yes. Now, can you tell me his name? It's a unique first name. Can you tell me his name? Mm-mm. That's Angus. Angus Jones having a birthday today. He is 24 years old. I see dead people. Notable desk. Kimmy, we're going to do a history question. Let's see if you paid attention in history class. 1793, this American merchant and statesman passed away. He dies at the age of 56. He is the first to sign the Declaration of Independence. He signs it nice and big. Who is he? John Hancock. That's correct. 1869, Franklin Pierce dies at the age of 64. Why is he famous? The name is Franklin Pierce. He was a president? Are you guessing or do you know? He was a president. Yes, he was. 14th president of the United States from 1953 to 1957. Next person, no question for Nigel Bruce passed away on this date, 1953, dies at the age of 58. He's one of those that looks a lot older than what he was. He was best known for his portrayal of being Dr. Watson in a ton of Sherlock Holmes films. He co-starred with Basil Rathbone. Both of them together are fantastic. He also played in a couple of Hitchcock films. He played in Rebecca and Suspicion. Kimmy, I think you did a fantastic job on this this Sunday. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome there. Thank you very much. You're going to sing at the table? You're going to do some Elvis? Is that what you're... you're I'm going to have a banana peanut butter jelly sandwich. Oh, thank you very much. Kimmy's going to do Elvis, I guess. All right, stop by our table. Uh, Are you going to wear the sequins jacket and stuff, too? Or or the white jumpsuit? Mm. Which one are you going to do? The jumpsuit or the sequins? It's a surprise. (laughs) Or the gold jacket. Maybe you wore that gold with Mm, the... Maybe, baby. (laughs) Stop by our table and find out what Kimmy's going to be doing. Yeah, uh, she's going to be doing a cosplay of Elvis, it looks like. And that is at Lake Collecticon, which you can find out more on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. In honor of something we talked about in the world of trivia, we are going to go to the world of the golden age of radio for a Sunday Funnies. Radio was new. Radio. Someone still loves you. And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. We spoke about the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet debuting on radio on this date in 1944. We have two examples of this golden age of radio show right now for your listening pleasure. And by the way, if you do enjoy them, we have three more episodes of the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet right now on our website. You can find those at RileyandKimmy.com. And also on our website in honor of, well, what happened on this date in 1942, Abbott and Costello launching their weekly radio show. We have three examples of their old-time radio show. That's available on our website, too, at RileyandKimmy.com. Right now, kicking off two uninterrupted back-to-back episodes of The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Let's look in at a Nelson home. It's 8 p.m. Dinner is over, and the head of the house is sitting in the living room. Ozzie is right there beside her. <laughs> oh, um... You know, Harriet, out of the whole 20th time when I feel the laziest, right after dinner, best time of all to just relax and read a little. Mm-hmm. Think you got something there, Ozzie. Let's see what I'll read tonight. H.G. Wells' Outline of History? No. Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire? 
Uh, what's that uh, right over there, dear? This one on the table? Yeah. It's the November issue of Super Movie Magazine. I think I'll browse through that a while. <laughs> Gosh, you know, these magazines are all the same. Now, just look at pages four, five, and six. Nothing but photographs of movie stars kissing each other. I wonder if they don't ever get tired of that. I guess not. It says continued on page 103. <laughs> Say, there's some interesting articles this month, though. That's a romance and glamour issue. Mm-hmm. Just glancing through it here, the glamour department doesn't seem to be doing so well this month. Really? Now, just listen to this. Gwendolyn Latour, pictured here at the Brown Derby with Garvin Peterson, is going to marry Cedric Parker as soon as she is divorced from her present husband, Horace Seabrook. Gosh. But this probably won't be until June, says Mr. Seabrook's fiancée, Peggy Travers, because her husband won't let her go to Reno until she breaks her engagement to Talbot Dillon. sounds complicated. It sure does. I think I'll just stick to you. Oh, gee, thanks, kid. <laughs> <laughs> now, I frankly admit some of the most miserable days of my life were spent as a bachelor. Oh, you're just saying that so I'll bake a chocolate cake. No, no, I'm not. I really mean it. What didn't you like about being a bachelor? Well, I had to sew my own buttons on, darn my own socks, wash out my own shirt, and eat dinner alone. But things are different now. Yeah, I don't have to eat dinner alone anymore. <laughs> You know, it sounds kind of silly now, thinking of you as a bachelor. Yeah, I remember at that time I used my middle name, George. Did you know that? Well, of course. Don't you remember the first ring you gave me? The inscription you had on it? Yeah, I don't think I do. Well, I'll never forget it. I thought at first you were telling me where to go. It said G to H. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember. You know, I'm glad you went back to the name Ozzy, though. It fits you better. George sounds too formal for you. It's a nice name, though. Oh, I like it. Some of my favorite people are named George, but for you... Oh, I like an unusual name better, and... Oh, I don't know. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is named George. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder if they really expect people to believe some of this stuff here in these magazines. Like what? Now, just listen to this. Did you know that Ernie Pagano, the famous movie producer, has three swimming pools? Hot, cold, and seven up. <laughs> oh, say, I knew there was something I wanted to tell you. It says in that issue that Throckmorton Hamilton and his wife have split up. Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. He seemed like an ideal husband. Well, I don't think I'd go that far. What makes you say that? Well, now, for one thing, he absolutely refused to buy his wife a mink coat. Well, darling, I don't have a mink coat either. Yeah, but he came right out and said no instead of promising her one and then not getting it for her like a gentleman. <laughs> you know, people talk about glamour and picture stars. I wonder if they'll ever recapture the glamour of old Hollywood of the silent days. Clara Bow and Theda Barra and Francis X. Bushman. Yeah, Hollywood must have been interesting back in those old days. Yet in some ways, it was like a big country town. Mm hmm I understand that not so many years ago, they used to pick lemons on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Where did we meet, Ozzy? <laughs> now, you know very well where we met. Stop trying to tear down my romantic appeal. Oh, Ozzy Nelson. Every time you read a movie magazine, you picture yourself as a glamour boy, don't you? Well, don't you? Yes. Oh, brother. <laughs> 
Come with me to the Roseland Ballroom. What's the matter with the Palladium? It's cheaper at the Roseland Ballroom. Oh, I see. Oh, Mrs. Parkington, you are beautiful. Kiss me. Oh, but suppose Mr. Parkington arrives home suddenly. Don't worry about Mr. Parkington, Mrs. Parkington. Why not? Where's he? With Mrs. Skeffington. Silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough now. You've had your fun. Well, I did pretty well, didn't I? What do you think of me as the great lover? Well, of course, dear. Being your wife, I'm naturally a little prejudiced. Oh, yes, of course, but... Wait a minute now, maybe I'd better think that one over a little. Oh, say, before you put down that magazine, look at that back page. There's a contest there that might interest you. The back page? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Have you ever been offered a penny for your thoughts? If you have, then it's time you stop thinking so cheap. Turn your imagination into real money. You may have a gold mine hidden in your head. Well, that sounds easy enough. You just take your hat off and discover a hidden fortune. Say, wait a minute. You think you're kidding. You've given me an idea. Oh, no. By golly, I've always figured that's how I'd make my second million as a writer. Your second million? Yes, I've given up hopes for the first million long ago. <laughs> it says, if you think you have literary talent, why not prove it to yourself and us by sitting down tonight and writing a 600-word essay on glamour? Go on. Tell us in your own words what glamour is what it means, what part it plays in our current pattern of life. Oh, don't tell me you're really going to enter that contest. I certainly am. All you need to win is a pencil and a paper and some brains. I can get the pencil and paper at the Owl Drugstore. What about the brains? Sears and Roebuck? <laughs> Anastasia, sometimes I think you're crazy. Well, go ahead. Call me crazy. They said Edison was crazy. They said Robert Fulton was crazy. They said Joe Cacolach was crazy. Who's Joe Cacolach? He's my uncle. He was crazy. Ozzy, <laughs> are you really serious about entering that contest? Well, certainly. I have a tremendous advantage living here in Hollywood. Well, what do you mean? Well, we get a chance to see glamour at first hand here. Oh, are you kidding? We haven't even been to a drive-in for three weeks, and I don't know when we went to a nightclub last. Gee, that's right, isn't it? But you've given me an idea. I could be ready in 15 minutes. Ready? Well, sure. In order to write about glamour, you have to study it at first hand. And what spot in the world is more glamorous than the Tacoma nightclub right here in Hollywood, huh? Well, I hate to admit it, but I think you got something there. And if I win third prize of $200, we ought to break even on the night. Yeah. Third prize is 200 What are the others? Well, it says second prize is 500 The first prize is to be announced later, probably about 1000 Well, we'd better tell Gloria we won't have dinner at home. Oh, gee. I hope she won't mind staying home alone with the children. Oh, Gloria! Gloria! Did you call me Mrs. Nelson? <laughs> Gloria, we're going to the Tracombo Cafe tonight. Oh, that's nice. You don't happen to have a date this evening, do you? Well, nothing important. Uh, do you think it'd be possible for you to break it? Oh, thank you, Mr. Nelson. I'd break the date any time to go to the Tricombo. <laughs> you don't understand, Gloria. No, you see, I'm taking Mrs. Nelson. Yes, it's better that way. It wouldn't look right for you and me to go there alone. <laughs> what we mean is, would you stay home with the children? Oh, home. Well, I'll do it. 
Thanks, Gloria. We hate to ask you to do this, but Mr. Nelson's writing an article about glamour, and he wants to get a little first-hand information. Well, I'd be happy to help out any way I can. Oh, well, thank you, Gloria. I didn't realize you were interested in glamour. Oh, yes. Some of my friends call me the Maria Montez of the Union Stockyard. <laughs> well, Gloria, we'll have to be going soon. That's all right. Go right ahead. Have a good time. And if you see Van Johnson... Yes? Just give him this message for me. What message? Oh, 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 and Gloria, remember, if you want us, we'll be at the Tacombo nightclub. And while we're gone, looking at the children every once in a while. Oh, and be sure the doors are locked. Roger. <laughs> Ozzy, where in the world did she get that Roger from? It's strictly G.I., isn't it? Yeah, I thought so. I was an MP in the last war, you know. Ozzy Nelson, you were a Boy Scout in the last war, and you know it. That's what I said, MP. Mouse Patrol. <laughs> You phone for taxi cab while I go upstairs and get dressed. Okay. Let's see now. What's the phone number? The taxi. Oh yes. Taxis are sure hard to get these days. Would you please place your call again, sir? Oh, all right. Oh, that's the job getting dressed? Quick, I didn't even get a cab yet. How do I look? You look wonderful, as usual. Little Ricky here just paid his mother a very nice compliment. He said I look sharp as a tack. That's pretty good for four years old, isn't it? It sure is. But I have my best suit on tonight, too. How does your old man look, Ricky? I said, how do I look, Ricky? Sharp as a marble, Dad. <laughs> We've just got to get that kid's tonsils taken out. <laughs> oh, well, let's go, Harriet. Let's look over the glamour. the song was originally written, and then the torch singers took it over and developed it into everything but Don't Sweetheart Me. Don't sweetheart me, because you're mean to me. Why must you be mean to me? 
You know you're just my bill And you know you always will For I'll be loving you always That's just why I say Music, maestro, please Don't sweetheart me the extra word man. He really butchers it up with added words like this. I don't sweetheart me, oh honey baby, if you do, you'll soon be sorry. I know what to do to you. And if you do, then you'll regret it. Wait and see. Don't sweetheart me. And don't forget it. Ah, sweet, you heard me say it. Heart or I'll repay it. Me. And then the dance bands take over the melody and write their super special arrangements and we hear... Don't sweetheart me. Combo Cafe, where Ozzy expects to get some ideas on glamour in the hope of winning the magazine contest he's going to enter. Their taxi is just pulling up in front of the door. This is it for Combo Cafe. Okay, thank you, miss. How do you like driving a taxi cab? Oh, fine, thanks. It sort of runs in our family. My two sisters are cab drivers. My mother drives the cab, and my father drives the cab. Your father drives the cab, too, hey? Yeah. He wears the wig, of course. Of course. Probably <laughs> $1.35. All right, here you are. And here's a tip for you. Oh, thanks. That money will come in very handy. I'm buying my grandmother a pair of eyeglasses. She's 80 years old, you know. Really? 80 years old? Well, it's about time she had a pair of glasses. She needs them, doesn't she? I'll say. It's a tough job driving them Greyhound buses. <laughs> well, here it is, the exclusive and popular Tracombo. Sure looks pretty from the outside. I hope we can get a good table. Yeah, so do I. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, how many, please? A uh, table for two, please. Well, let's see. I can give you number 19. It's a nice little secluded table behind that potted palm. Well, you can give us a table right out in the open. This is my wife. Oh. Very good, sir. Uh, Tyrone, show this lady and gentleman to number 58. Oh, number 58? Yes, sir. Step right this way, please. <laughs> Goodness, how much further back are you taking us? Just keep following me, please. Hey, this is quite a walk. I'm sorry, but we're very crowded tonight. Oh, where's our table in North Hollywood? <laughs> Goodness, what direction is the dance floor? Just directly south, 
southeast. In fact, on a clear night, you can see the orchestra quite plain from here. Uh, may we have a menu, please, Tyrone? No, I'm so sorry. I forgot to bring a menu with me. Well, can't you go and get us one? Again, I'm so sorry. I only make this trip once a night. <laughs> I ain't as young as I used to be, you know. Yes, it is quite a hike to where we came from. Well, never mind. Just bring us a couple of ham sandwiches and some coffee. Yes, sir, yes. Now, let me see. Mm, which way is the kitchen? <laughs> oh, yes, this way. Mm. Well, darling, I guess you haven't thought of anything for the magazine contest yet, have you? Well, how can you find out anything about glamour when they put you at an isolated table way back here? It's isolated, all right. I'll have to admit, though, it's a beautiful nightclub. Yes, it is. Look at those decorations they have painted on the wall. Don't you think they're kind of risque? Gosh, naked beer glasses. <laughs> Cigar, cigarettes, split guns. Cigar, cigarettes, split guns. Split guns? In a nightclub? Why, that's silly. You think so? Wait till you see the floor show. Cigar, cigarettes. <laughs> Do you see any movie stars, Harriet? No, I don't. Of course, this isn't exactly a ringside table. Yeah. How you doing, baby? <laughs> I guess I'm doing all right, thank you. Well, how about a dance, baby? Come on, let's give me a dance. Look, I don't think I did very much... Uh, just a moment. I happen to be this lady's husband. Well, so why do you want to dance with you? <laughs> You've been drinking, haven't you? I certainly have. Uh, what time is it? Time? Oh, it's uh, just 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock? Oh, oh, 12 o'clock. Oh, thank you very much. Well, goodbye. Say, just a minute. You're perfectly sober now. Well, of course. It's against the law to be drunk after 12 o'clock. Say, <laughs> Ozzy, hey, I think you're... I think your watch is fast, dear. It's only 11.55. 11.55? Oh, that's different. Straighten up and fly right. <laughs> oh, boy, what a character. See, I think I hear the orchestra starting. Would you like to dance with your husband? I'd love to. If you don't think we'd be too conspicuous. Well, let's chance it. Oh, I enjoyed dancing with you, Ozzy. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it, too. Did you get any inspirations on glamour while you were dancing and looking at people? No, I didn't. I'm beginning to wonder if I know what glamour really is. Oh, well, don't start worrying about it, making yourself miserable, dear. Oh, well, pardon me, but would you folks care for anything else? No, I don't think so. Just give me a check, please. We're leaving now. All right, then let me see. What did you have? Uh, we had two ham sandwiches and a cup of coffee. How much is that? That'll be $27.45. <laughs> Well, okay, here's the money. Oh, thank you, sir. Now I can go to the Palladium tomorrow night. Straighten up from Thailand. 
Oh, dear, it's too bad the evening had to be such a fizzle, Ozzy. Yes, spending all this money and still not finding out what I wanted to. Oh, uh, pardon me, sir. As you know, I am the head waiter. I am terribly sorry I gave you that bad table. I just found out you're Ozzy Nelson and Harry Tillio. Oh, that's all right. Oh, no, no, it isn't. Any young lady as truly glamorous as your wife should always be seated at a ringside table. Well, gosh, say just a minute. Did you say glamorous? I certainly did. And furthermore, she's the first person who's been in here in months who really has glamour. Gee, honey, what a dope I am out trying to discover what glamour is. And all the time, I'm married to it. Oh, I see. <laughs> Gosh, now I know I can win that contest. Oh, uh, I hope you won't think this as an imposition, but uh, several of our guests wanted to ask if you and your glamorous wife would perhaps sing a song together. Well, I honestly don't think we know it all the way through. Let's see, together. We stole the lane. Oh, no, 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 no. You misunderstand me. It doesn't have to be together or sing any song at all. Oh, I see. As long as you sing together. <laughs> Look, which is Abbott and which is Costello and who's on third? No, we'll be happy to sing a song. <laughs> really, we'll be very happy to sing a song for you, but there'll be a slight charge. Oh, that's perfectly all right. Uh, how much are you going to charge us? That'll be $27.45. Butch McHugh from 3rd Avenue was put into class 1A. The gang at Duffy's Tavern got a letter from him today. This army life, says he, is okey-doke by me. You guys should see the gals that are building up my morale. I'm dancing with the mamas with the moolah. They must have drafted me into society. It took a uniform to show the dames my charms. Now you ought to see the babe that I'm holding in my arms. White as much, and they fill it, and Tallulah. They take me home for muffins and tea. I used to chauffeur for a guy for 30 bucks a week. And now I'm dancing with his daughter, cheek to cheek. I'm dancing with the mamas with the moolah. Cause the army made a wow-wow out of me. Good evening, Corporal. Are you having a nice I time? I certainly am. Why, I used to pay them Roseland dames a dime a dance. And now I'm having fun for free and with debutantes. Have you met Gwendolyn and Ethel and Tallulah? Oh, how do you do? They'd like to take you home for muffins and tea. A pleasure, I'm sure. When it is over, oh boy, I'll never have to wait. And those guys used to think that I was just an illiterate character. I'm You've been working all night on that darn contest. Well, this typewriter is no help. Every time I hit the letter J, it comes out a Y. Well, honey, don't blame me. You're the yerk who owns the typewriter. (laughs) 
Gee, Harriet, now that I've sent in my entry, I wonder when we're going to hear the results of the contest. Almost any day now, I expect. So you seem pretty confident that you're going to win a prize. Well, if I said my essay was wonderful, that'd sound conceited. So I'll be modest and just say it's great. Would you like to hear it? I have a copy right here. I certainly would. Well, it's called The Girls of the Nation Seek Glorification, or They Clamor for Glamour. That's a pretty cute title. Thank you. And the essay starts like this. When we think of glamour, we almost immediately think of sweater girls. And by the way, there are two types of sweaters. Sweaters that look good, and sweaters that look like sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd make a little joke there. <laughs> well, that's little enough. <laughs> Glamour is a magic combination of various elements. On a beautiful woman, it's exotic perfume, lipstick, and personality that makes her tempting. While on a salad, it's rope for cheese and Thousand Island dressing. Oh, I'm sure the women will love that comparison. Thank you. I thought it was rather clever myself. You see, I go on now, and I explain that whether you're being intrigued by a woman or a salad, the proper dressing plays a very important part. <laughs> Another little joke. <laughs> yes. Now, as a matter of fact, however, salad can be very glamorous, too, you know. Well, maybe you're right, but I never heard of a wife suing her husband because he was chasing around with a salad. <laughs> and I've got a great ending for the article. Good. Well, I wind it up by saying... There are so many glamorous women in America that our nation will soon be known as the FASA Nation. <laughs> Another little, little joke. joke. <laughs> Don't you think my composition sounds good? Oh, it's swell, dear. Well, aren't you impressed with my writing ability? Oh, oh, yes, dear, but... But what? Well, I wouldn't give up the band for a few days yet. <laughs> No, I can't understand why I haven't heard from Super Movie Magazine yet. Well, darling, for one thing, it takes several days for mail to come from New York all the way out here to California. I know, but today's the day they're supposed to notify the winners. And I have a strange feeling, Harriet, that I'm going to win that first prize. I hope so. Adding a thousand dollars to what we already have in the bank would be pretty nice. I'll say. Just imagine, a thousand and forty-eight dollars. <laughs> Of course, they didn't announce what the first prize would be, but I'm sure it'll be something like that. This letter just arrived from New York, Mr. Nelson. Certainly the contest, sure. Let me have it, Gloria. Harriet, listen to this. Mr. Ozzie Nelson, 1847 Rogers Road, Hollywood, California. Dear sir, we take great pleasure in advising you that the judges of our Glamour Story contest have selected your contribution as the winning manuscript. You see, Harriet, and you thought I couldn't write. Oh, it wasn't that, Ozzy. I always figured there was some sort of a catch to that contest. Oh, gosh, what do we do with all the money? Oh, gee, how much did you win? Let me see. We are hereby notifying you. You have won the first prize. A free trip to Hollywood. Just what we needed. <laughs> The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring young America's favorite couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard.
Now, over to the Nelson household of 1847 Rogers Road. As we join them, Harriet is in the living room, very busy with her knitting, when Ozzy enters the room. Hello, honey. What have you been doing? You look a little beat up. Oh, I've been outside working on my victory garden. I think the birds have eaten up most of the seeds, though. Well, I thought you put up that scarecrow and he was doing such a wonderful job. That scarecrow's as good as nothing. You know what I think? What? Every time the sun comes out good and hot, he sneaks down to the corner for a short beer. <laughs> well, at least working in that garden gets you out in the sun a little. As a matter of fact, I think I'm looking pretty healthy, don't you? Of course, it was kind of a rugged winter, you know, and I still have these circles under my eyes. Mm-hmm, but they look much better now. They used to go all the way around, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what happened to the side of your face there? Oh, I cut it shading as usual. Hey, which reminds me, were you sharpening pencils with my straight razor yesterday? Of course not, dear. Are you positive? Certainly. I had an awful time with a blade this morning. I'll bet somebody was sharpening pencils with it yesterday. Ozzy, that's absolutely impossible, because I had it with me in the garden all day yesterday, cutting out weeds. <laughs> now, look, honey, a razor blade is only for shaving. When I put shaving cream on my face and I get it good and lathered, and then I run the razor over my whiskers... Yes? I like to cut them off, not line them up. <laughs> now, the only thing for me to do is get an electric razor, I guess. Yeah, it's a good idea. It'll make weeding the garden so much faster. No, fine. <laughs> Say, will you look through that bundle of old clothes before I get them to the relief? Okay. Mm. Hey, where'd you find this stuff, anyway? Most of it was in the attic. Oh, oh boy, where did this long woolen underwear come from? Well, don't you remember? You bought those for yourself when we were first married. Oh, yeah. I really started from scratch, didn't I? <laughs> oh, honey, wait a minute. Don't give this away. This is my old football suit. Oh, what memories. Oh, hey, I can't find my shoulder pads here. wonder where the shoulder pads are. Well, don't you remember, honey? Last year you asked me to sew them in your sport coat. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Uh... Oh, I'm kind of tired. That working in the garden must have done me in. Ozzy, look out. You're sitting on the... Oh! Knitting needle. Why in the world do you always leave knitting needles on the chair point up? I don't know why you insist on knitting anyway. I'll admit you make good pies and you bake good cakes. Well, for your when information, to... I'm getting pretty darn good at this, too. I've been knitting so much lately, I knit with my eyes closed. I think that's how you knitted that last sweater for me, with your eyes closed. <laughs> well, so what if I didn't make it a little large? I thought you'd grow into it. <laughs> Harriet, I may get a little heavier, but my arms aren't going to get two feet longer. <laughs> well, couldn't you roll the sleeves up? Oh, I like it where I have it now, as a throw rug in my den. <laughs> well, don't worry, because this one doesn't happen to be for you. You know, I never will forget that first sweater you knitted for me. Remember, you knitted the back and the front and the sleeves all separately, and then you didn't know how to put it together? I finally did manage, though. Yeah, it was so hard to wear. That scotch tape kept coming off. <laughs> well, it was your own idea. Hey, that sure is a small sweater you're knitting there. Who's that for, a midget? You'll find out when I'm ready to tell you not before. It happens to be a little surprise. Oh, my goodness, look at the time. I'm supposed to be downtown. Here, give me that sweater. Stop looking so puzzled. It's supposed to be a surprise. See you later, dear. Gee, I wonder what it... Well, of course. Knitting a little sweater. So that's her surprise. Oh, ho! Ha <laughs> ha! 
down that Bing Crosby thing. He's so smart. <laughs> Come in. Oh, hello, Emmy Lou. Come on in. Oh, don't get up, please, Mr. Nelson. I just stopped in to see how Mrs. Nelson likes my new hairdo. Well, I'm awful sorry, Emmy Lou, but she just went downtown. However, if you'd like the opinion of a slightly aging juvenile, I should say it looks super. Oh, thank you, Mr. Nelson. Got a big date for tonight? Well, sort of. It seems that this boy is stationed near here, and his mother is a friend of mother and daddy. One of those things. He's a terribly nice boy, but... I feel like I'm sort of robbing the cradle. Oh, he's pretty young, hey? Young? He's practically a child. But he's in the Army? Yes. <laughs> I see. Well, I won't tell anybody. But I do have a little secret for you. Oh, really? What is it? Oh, I don't know, though. This has to be kept a secret, and you sort of have that, oh, just wait until I run over and tell the girls in the sorority, look in your eye. <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Nelson, tell me, please. Well, it seems as going to be a new arrival at the Nelson household. Baby! Mm. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Oh, wait till I tell... Oh, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> How can anybody possibly keep a secret like that? When did Mrs. Nelson tell you? Well, as a matter of fact, she didn't yet. You see, she's trying to pull a big surprise, but I'm a little too smart for her. I happen to see her knitting a little sweater, you see, and... What's the matter, Mr. Nelson? Uh, nothing. Just a little dizziness. It'll pass. <laughs> And as I said, I, I noticed her knitting this tiny garment, you see, and... Oh, I'm sorry, would you care for one of these pickles? All of a sudden, I seem to have a craving for them. I would... <laughs> no, thanks. Well, anyway, here's what I'm going to do. You see, I'm going down to the department store and buy a complete outfit of baby stuff. You know, all the clothes and all the... everything, you see? Oh, I catch. And then when she tells you what the surprise is... You can prove that you knew it all along. Right. Has the busy spell gone, Mr. Nelson? Oh, don't worry about me. I've been a father twice, you know. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. Let me see. Ricky is five and David's about eight now, isn't he? That's right. And gosh, you know, it seems like yesterday that Harriet was singing that song they wrote for David when he was a baby. I remember the night she introduced him. It was on Bing's program. father and his mother and his sister and his brother and his cousins and his aunt. Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. Who's the ruler of the kitchen and the parlor and the bedroom, every corner where his little feet can dance. Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. When it's nice and quiet, who's the little lad? Likes to start a riot because it's fun being bad. Who's the perfect little resident? Who's gonna be the president? Why, anyone can tell you at a glance. Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. 
Who's the loudest little shouter? Who's the cutest little powder? To his sisters and his cousins and his aunts. Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. And from breakfast time till supper, who's the leading breaker-upper of the furniture, the dishes, and the plants? Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. He's the sun above us. He's the moon and stars. Long as he will love us, this whole wide world will be ours. He's a naughty little rascal. He's a nuisance, but we wouldn't take a million for him if we had the chance. That's what we think of the kid in the three-cornered pants. And now with this little stranger arriving, the song will be new all over again. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Oh, say, if you want to get those baby things before the store closes, you better hurry. Oh, you're right. Well, thanks. I'll be on the way. Goodbye, Emmy Lou. Goodbye, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> Sporting goods, men's clothing, boots, and shoes have your coupons ready. <laughs> hey, uh, don't you want to get off here, mister? Uh, no, thanks. I'm going to the next floor. That's the last one, I believe. Well, uh, I don't like to seem personal, but uh, the next floor is the maternity department. Well, it probably seems strange, but I'm going to surprise my wife. <laughs> You're going to surprise your wife. I wonder if there's such a thing as elevator fatigue. <laughs> oh, well, up we go. I guess I didn't make myself very clear. You see, my wife doesn't think I know about it, but I saw her knitting a little sweater. Oh, knitting a little sweater, hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what color? Uh, why do you ask? Well, if it was blue, she's expecting a boy. And if it was pink, she's expecting a girl. Eh, oh. uh, what color was it? Uh, green. <laughs> now, that's a devil-may-care attitude. <laughs> well, so long, and uh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. I'd give you a cigar, but I don't have one with me. They're so hard to get these days, you Yeah, know? ain't it the truth? Hey, did you hear the one about the guy who found his favorite brand of cigars? He was so happy, he went around giving away his children. <laughs> well, so long, bud. Don't take no wooden diapers. <laughs> Very funny, wooden diapers. He doesn't know, but that's what they're making them out of now. Gosh, this might be a little embarrassing. Look at all the women. Nothing on this floor but women. I bet I'm the only... May I help you, sir? Oh, well, uh, that is... Well, yes, I'm going to have a baby. Uh, well, why come here? Have you tried Hobby Lobby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, of course. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I am a little flustered. <laughs> uh, haven't you ever been a father before? Oh, yes, twice. We have two boys now. I see. They in the service? <laughs> 
No, no, they're just five years and eight years old. Oh, yes, of course. Well, now, what can I do for you? Well, I want to buy some of the regular baby things. Well, this is the baby department. See anything you want? Well, uh, I really don't know. Well, how about a bassinet? A bassinet? Mm Mm-hmm. Could you use a bassinet? Well, yes, I guess so. (laughs) Now, what else should a baby have these days? (laughs) Well, how about some rubber pants? Rubber pants? Yes, that sounds good. It does rain quite a bit here in California. (laughs) Oh, brother. Well, let's see. What else? Uh, Uh, Let me... Oh, I tell you, I'll take some of those little nighties up there. (laughs) And some of these little shirties. <laughs> and a few blankets and some of those three-cornered pants. You better make those king size. <laughs> okay. How about some talcum powder? Talcum powder? Oh, no, he won't shave for a long time. <laughs> oh, brother. Or did I say that before? Uh, will that be all, then? Uh, yes, I guess I'll be fine. And will you send them out to the house, please? The name is Nelson. Okay. And the address? Uh, 1847 Rogers Road. Rogers Road. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Nelson. And I'll bet the baby will look just like you. Well, we won't care as long as he's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my wife doesn't buy all the same things I just bought. I think she's out making preparations for the new arrival, too. Oh, good afternoon, Mrs. Nelson. May I help you? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Now, don't tell me you've finished knitting the little sweater already. Well, no, not yet. But before I went any further, I want to make sure I was making the sweater in the right side. Mm -hmm. Well, you're perfectly welcome to check for yourself. He's in the left-hand cage, the third Cocker Spaniel from the end. Oh, thanks. I can't wait till we get him home. He's the cutest little dog in your store. <laughs> well, say, does your husband know about the surprise yet? Well, he was getting a little suspicious, so I did hint about the new arrival. <laughs> but I didn't say whether it was going to be a cat or a dog or a parrot, so I'm sure he doesn't know what kind of an animal to expect. Well, <laughs> I see. I'll send the dog over whenever you notify me. I hope your husband will be surprised. Oh, I'm sure he will. Goodbye. <laughs> Ozzie will be surprised, and Harriet will be too, if in a somewhat different way. Well, now, during the intermission, Ozzie Nelson will double in brass and step into the pit to lead his orchestra. Thank you. 
And now back to Ozzy and Harriet. To put it mildly, things have gotten pretty confused with the occupants of 1847 Rogers Road since Ozzy walked in and saw Harriet knitting a sweater for the Cocker Spaniel she's purchased. As a matter of fact, Ozzy is still out shopping for baby things. As our scene opens, Harriet is phoning the pet shop. Hello? Hello? And this is Mr. Kearns. This is Mr. Kearns. Uh, this is Mrs. Ozzy Nelson. You left word for me to phone you. Oh, yes, I'm sorry to trouble you, Mrs. Nelson. I trouble you, Mrs. Nelson. Oh, darn that parrot. Why, Carton? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Nelson. Oh, I understand. But what is it, Mr. Kearns? I hope my puppy's all right. Oh, yes, yes, he's fine. But uh, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. I'm only the clerk here, you understand. And uh, the owner has just informed me that the Cocker Spaniel you chose cannot be sold without his sister. They've been together since they were born, and he wants to keep them together. Uh, naturally, I'll refund your deposit. Unless, of course, you're willing to take both of them. Oh, well, gee, I'm really crazy about that little Cocker Spaniel, and I've already promised my husband a surprise. Oh, I guess it'll be all right. I'll take both of them. Oh, fine. I'm so glad. I'll keep them here till you want them, Mrs. Nelson. Do you want them, Mrs. Nelson? Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> well, looks like Ozzy's going to get a double surprise. Oh, Gloria! Gloria! Did you call me, Mrs. Nelson? <laughs> yes, I did, Gloria. I just found out that the little cocker spaniel I was going to buy has a twin sister. So I'm going to take both of them. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I just about finished knitting one of the little sweaters, and, well, I wondered if you'd help me with the other. Oh, I'd be glad to. Oh, thanks, sir. <laughs> now, remember now, don't you say anything to Mr. Nelson, because it's supposed to be a surprise. Big secret. Oh, you can depend on me, Mrs. Nelson. Nobody can keep a secret better than I can. You know my boyfriend, Elmer? Yes. Well, I've been secretly engaged to him for two years, and nobody knows about it. Well, nobody at all. Not even Elmer. <laughs> well, that's fine, Gloria. Oh, by the way, when Mr. Nelson comes in, would you tell him I'd like to see him, please? Okay. Oh, hello, Pop. Where have you been all afternoon? Oh, hello, baby. I've just been doing a little shopping. What were you buying? Well, uh, come on over here and sit down, David. Your pop wants to have a little talk with you. Okay. Well, David, you have a birthday coming up pretty soon, haven't you? Still quite a a ways off, Pop. Yeah, I know, but there are some things you have to plan well in advance. What do you mean, Pop? Well, I'll come right to the point. Your mother and I have been sort of talking things over... And for your birthday present, how would you like a little baby brother or sister? Well, if it's all the same to you and Mother, I'd rather have a pony. <laughs> well, I, I'm afraid a pony's a little out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby Vito just got a baby brother. Very nice one, too. Oh, really? Yeah, they got him from Dr. Brown. Say, we take from him, too, don't we? Yes. <laughs> Yes, we do, David. Uh, are you sure you wouldn't like a baby brother? You seem pretty interested. Well, I wouldn't want Bobby to think I was copying him. Maybe you'd better give me a baby sister. 
Oh, if you're afraid of copying Bobby, maybe we could get his mother and father to exchange their baby. Well, I don't think they'd take him back. You see, they've, they've already used him four days. <laughs> well, I tell you, think it over anyway, David, and I'll talk to you later. Oh, hello, Gloria. I'll see you later, Pop. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Did you know that Mrs. Nelson was looking for you? Oh, no, no, I didn't. I just got home a little while ago. I had quite a day shopping. Oh, have you been shopping? I'll say. I've been to the May Company, the Broadway, Saks Fifth Avenue, and a couple of others. Oh, Saks Fifth Avenue. I used to be a sales girl there. Oh, I didn't know that, Gloria. Oh, yes. And they paid me a big honor when I worked there. Really? Yeah, I was voted Miss Sad Sacks of 1945. <laughs> oh, fine. Where is Mrs. Nelson? She's in the other room working on that little sweater. Oh, so you know about the big surprise, too, hey? Oh, yeah. Have you heard the latest developments? <laughs> latest developments? There's going to be two of them. <laughs> Two of them. Twins, eh? Gosh. Did I ever tell you I used to be twins? You used to be twins? Yes, my mother wrote and told me she has a picture of me when I was two. You've been reading those old joke books again, eh, Gloria? Oh, Harriet. Yes, honey, I'm in here. Now, look, Harriet, you don't need to try to fool me any longer, because I know all about your surprise... And I think it's wonderful. Oh, darling, I'm so glad you feel that way about them. You old smarty pants, I can't keep anything from you, can I? No, I'm afraid I'm pretty sharp. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be two, you know. So, Gloria, tell me, but uh, are you sure there'll be two? Oh, positive. That radar is wonderful, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Darling, look, I want you to promise me one thing. Anything at all, little mother. Well, if they make too much noise and keep you awake, let me know and I'll have them sleep in the garage. In the garage? Oh, yes, it'll be very comfortable. We'll get a little box with some blankets in it and put it over there by the ash cans. Honestly, dear, you have a strange sense of humor sometimes. Oh, I just thought of something. Now I'd better buy a war bond for the other little fella, too. What do you mean? Well, when I heard about the little stranger coming to our house, I bought a war bond in his name. Why, Ozzie, that's silly. Silly? Oh, now, wait a minute, honey. Don't say a thing like that. Just because the war in Europe is over, don't think for a minute that we can stop buying war bonds. Because now more than ever before... Oh, Ozzie, you know me better than that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, dear. You mean because he doesn't even have a name or anything yet? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I have a particular preference as to his name. You have? Mm-hmm. So I put the bond in his name in an envelope on your dresser. When he arrives, you can open it up and see how you like the name I picked out from. Well, sounds like quite a routine. <laughs> By the way, I, I haven't asked you, uh, when do you expect the little strangers will arrive? Sometime next week. Oh, next week. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Well, of course. I could have had them today. Today? <laughs> well, yes. But first, I want to make sure they had their tails clipped and they didn't have their feet. <laughs> You see, they're down at Joe's pet shop. Wait a minute. You mean you're you're knitting that sweater for a dog? Well, of course, didn't you know that? You said that you... Ozzy, you didn't think... Oh, no, of course. Naturally, I knew it was a dog. I I mean, some fellow just delivered a big package from a department store. 
It's for you, Mr. Nelson, from the baby department. From the... the uh, Gloria, he's got the wrong address. Just tell him to take it back. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Mr. Nelson, but I opened the package already. Oh, you opened it. Yeah, and you should see. Three dozen of the cutest little face towels. Three dozen face towels? Gloria, those aren't face towels. Wrap them up and send them back. And send back the safety pins that came with them, too. Oh, boy, this bed feels good. I sure did a lot of walking today. Ozzy, do you still insist that you knew all along it was going to be a little dog? Well, of course, Harriet. Anybody could tell that. Well, I know I shouldn't have done this, but... Well, I got so curious that I opened the envelope. The what envelope? The one with the war bonds you bought for the dog. Oh. I think that's an awful cute name you picked out for him. Oh, thank you, dear. Mm Mm-hmm. But won't the neighbors think it's strange that we have a cocker spaniel named Ozzie Nelson, Jr.? If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y. And Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.